Hi everyone from Impact Alpha Media, this is Returns on Investment, a show about the impact investing marketplace. Live on tape from New York, I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company LiquidNet. With me as always is Imogen Rose Smith, a senior writer with Institutional Investor Magazine. Hello Imogen. Hi Brian. And joining us by the magic of podcast technology, Impact Alpha Editor-in-Chief David Bank. He joins us from the Bay Area. Hi, David. Hi, Brian. Hi, Imogen. Hello, David. Uh, on today's show, Bono walks into an impact investing fund. No, this isn't a setup for a joke. The U2 frontman and well-known do-gooder has in his, uh, invested in what could be the biggest impact investing fund yet. TPG, the $74 billion Houston-based private equity fund, is the latest large asset manager to get into the impact investing game with the launch of their Rise Fund, for which they expect to raise as much as $2 billion, seeking to have what they call a double bottom line. Paul Hewson, Bono's given name, has been eager to distinguish TPG's Rise Fund from other impact investors. Let's listen to what he had to say to Jeff Skoll on stage at the Skoll World Forum in Oxford back in early April. I asked people about TPG and then people said, oh, they're motherfuckers, they are really badass. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't want to be working. And I went, no, I do. <laughs> if we want to change things and we want to make an impact, we can't be hippie-ish about this. This is, we can't be sort of all hold hands and wishful thinking. And impact investing has really been an excuse for good people to do bad deals. Mm. And with TPG <laughs> and the discipline that this company brings and the leadership of, of, uh, of Bill McLash and I think, and you, so three of us got this going, I think, um, I think we can really um, um, unlock a lot of resources um, to some of the problems um, that the world is facing. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning amazing things like how to count and stuff. So David, what do you think? Is Bono right? Does impact investing need fewer hippies and more badasses? Well, you have to understand, you know, the kind of um, disappointment or mixed feelings that the impact investing world uh, reacted to that to that quote and to an earlier quote in the New York Times to the same effect. Because on the one hand, you know, everybody's very excited if folks like TPG uh, get into impact investing. It goes along with a kind of drumbeat from announcements from from Bain and BlackRock and others. Um, so so at some level, this is you know the 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 cavalry have arrived and now we're going mainstream. And on the other hand, the way that they're positioning the marketing for this fund is to say that you know. You know, they're the they're the white knights coming to rescue impact investing from this kind of, you know, hippie-ish, as, as he called it, you know, approach that, you know, is 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 bad deals done by good people. So, um, uh, you know, it's a little bit unfortunate that they have to sort of uh, uh, diss the earlier pioneers um, uh, as a way to get their own fund off the ground. Imogen, as, as David just referenced, Bono spoke earlier to the New York Times and he put it this way. He, he said he wanted these companies to uh, hang a sign in their office saying warm, fuzzy feelings are not welcome here because he wanted them to be tough minded. Uh, do, you, do you think that that is what is necessary in bringing impact investing to the mainstream and unlocking larger pools of capital to come to the space? Yeah, I'm, I'd, and usually for this show, I'm actually going to agree with David um, and potentially go further in that I actually have a real problem with what Bono is saying um, for two reasons. Uh, one is that, you know, it's empirically not true, 
right? There have been successful people making good, thoughtful impact investments in this field for a long time. Yes, there have been a lot of good people making bad deals, but you look at like a firm like Generation, or if you look at what, you know, which is the firm Al Gore and David Blood founded a decade ago, or if you look at what Sir Ronald Cohen has been doing in the UK in sort of building up the infrastructures of the impact investing movement. There is a lot of work that is being done, which is sort of thoughtful, financially savvy, and has led to good investments. So I think to sort of diss an entire previous generation of impact investing, you know, speaks to somebody who hasn't done that homework. Um, and my other problem is, is I think this dichotomy between sort of, sort of badass capitalism and crusty do-gooders, right? It's like, it feeds into this sort of narrative that capitalism is somehow bad, that you need like the biggest, meanest assholes on the block to get the deals done. And that's a very sort of American and Randish notion of capitalism. And I think that that feeds into the sort of broader narrative that in some ways impact investing itself has grown out of, where on the one hand, you know, you have dirty capitalists going out there destroying the world and then you have the philanthropist out there putting it back together and you know the bigger argument here needs to be that you can do well by doing good and that this is these are opportunities these are the way, this is the way to make money and this is the future and Bono isn't seeing that at all he instead is sort of reaching back into this sort of almost like re regressive narrative that says you know, the only people who can do this properly have got to be like, you know, the badass guys from Texas. They're real assholes. They'll make money and do this. And it's actually, it's interesting because, um, you know, I've long thought that sort of impact investing does need a sort of celebrity voice to sort of popularize it. And when you think about why is it not there, I think it's because, um, you know, most famous people, they, you know, they don't, necessarily grow up with money they're not economically financially savvy they're surrounded by advisors and that's how they learn about investing and so they're not being given advice that says hey you can go ahead and do this so bono makes investments in like venture capital why can he not transition that over to impact because people are telling him because tpg is telling him hey those all suck um and so i think the failure is sort of with the advisory community around this hmm there's another there's another you know easy comeback on it which is you know that every asset class every every financial sector has uh you know good deals and and bad deals you know you could say you know given recent returns in hedge funds you know is that you know bad de you know dumb deals done by smart people you know or, or you know venture capital overall you know returns are 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 fairly you know close to zero according to a lot of reports although the only ones you hear about are the are the unicorns so you know are those you know um, you know, few, you know, few deals done by, 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 by some firms. I mean, you know, so one, one response is just, you know, you know, that's not, that's, that's not really a, 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 a valid criticism of impact any more than it's a valid criticism of any kind of investing. The other comeback is, you know, the kinds of people who are invested in TPG already, which we know because they were listed as the, as on the board and therefore also investors are folks that have done a lot of impact investing. So, Folks like um, you know Jeff Skoll himself, whose um, uh, whose Capricorn Investment Group has five billion dollars, not only of his money, and does a lot of clean tech and other kind of investment, um, healthcare and whatnot. Um, folks like Richard Branson, 
uh, Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, uh, Pierre Omidyar. Omidyar Network's one of the biggest uh, impact investment, uh, uh, both proponents and also themselves investors out there. So, um, so some of the very pioneers that he's slamming are investors in TPG itself. Which again, I mean, I do think Bono is late to the impact investing party. Um, and Capricorn is a great example of a firm that's doing really interesting impact investing to make money um, and has been for, again, over 10 years. Where, I mean, where I do think Bono is right, and again, this is you know something that I harp on about a lot, is that clearly there needs to be more financial savvy and finance expertise within the impact investing community. And people do need to be making deals because they make money, not just because they make them feel good. But that conversation is already well underway, um, and it I don't feel like Bono is particularly furthering that discussion by again showing up late to the party and saying something that you know plenty but, of people are well aware of. But so Imogen, you you talk very clearly uh, in in on the show about the need to bring trillions of dollars into impact investing. You know, that we have, for, for the, the, the scope of the issues that we face as a society, the, the amount of investments that need to be made, uh, for example, in meeting the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The, the, the amount of investments that required are not in the millions, not in the billions, but in the trillions, right? And so how, and then you, you talk a lot about how do we bring serious capital to bear on these issues and, and on these problems, and therefore we need to tap into more institutional investment uh, funds, uh, pension funds, endowments, uh, uh, insurance companies, and sovereign wealth funds and the like. So in order to attract those serious institutional investors that have long-term time horizons and also have you know, their fiduciary duty, how do, we, you know, how do we bring in the right management uh, and investment professionals uh, that, that, that know how to put deals together, know how to structure uh, deals of the right size and risk pro uh, profile that these large institutions are willing, would be willing to trust to come in on. You have to be, I mean, you have to make sure the economics are there, right? I mean, this comes down to the question of, you know, why, hasn't, why, is, why isn't there more money being invested in, in infrastructure, for example? A large reason is because the asset management firms, such as a TPG, feel like the returns aren't there to make it worth their while. Hmm. So one of the initiatives you're seeing is, is you're seeing sort of institutional asset owners themselves take the lead and try and do this by themselves. So like the Aligned Intermediary Group is a group of institutional investors that are coming together to look for clean energy related deals. The way to get, so the way to get institutions into the marketplace is to get institutions into the marketplace, right? Hmm. Is to go to the institutional investors directly and have them come together and, and work out what they want to do. Bono isn't gonna get CalPERS to invest in impact. <laughs> like that is not, that is not CalPERS audience. He's the wrong champion. He's the yeah. wrong, he's the wrong spokesperson to, to, uh, to bring institutional investors in, but is TPG, and if TPG can say, look, we are, you know, we have, we have our, our, our mainstream investing bona fides, you know, with running a $74 billion fund, by us setting up a $2 billion fund, is that us making a claim that for the TPG is saying, okay, we're, we are real institutional size capital coming into the space? But take the other side of the argument. Why, just because TPG has been running a private equity firm for many years, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has expertise 
in impact investing. But they brought in the Bridgeband Group, which is one of the you know the leading uh, consulting practices in, in the space, and, and they brought in management from Elevar, um, which which is uh, you know is does well, have an impact uh, uh, you know track record. So, but my my question is, are we is there a well, purity test to impact investing that that we you know we are we are such a, a strict. Uh, club that you have to have the secret handshake and have to have gone through, you know, an indoctrination camp and know and say the right words at the right time uh, to the right audiences in order to call yourselves an impact investor? Or are we more of a big tent that's open to anybody who wants to come and, and apply this, especially if you're someone with the profile of Bono who will bring even more uh, people into the space and or at least shine a spotlight on this space? And that does concern me, right? And I. Well, I but, 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 <laughs> hello, hello from California. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, to pause here because uh, you, you glanced over it, Brian, that they did bring in Elevar Equity and Maya Cherengel, uh to help advise on the both the pipeline of deals and also the fundraising. And that is significant. And Elevar has been um, uh, a successful impact investing fund on a pretty solid and, and smart thesis, which is that uh, there is a growing, emerging lower middle class all around the world that wants goods and services that are good value for money. There's a sort of um, uh, uh, myth that poor people pay less, you know, don't pay for things. Um, and in fact, they pay more for things. They pay more for low quality goods um, and because of distribution problems and, you know, scale, economies of scale and lack of access and all sorts of things. And Elevar said, you know, these people want, you know, clean water, good housing, education for their kids. Um, healthcare, et cetera, and that if you can find usually technology-enabled solutions that enable uh, uh, businesses to provide those things high quality at low cost, you will have lots and lots, billions and billions of customers. And so the fact that they are the uh, sort of intellectual firepower uh, in this TPG fund, I think, is a is a good thing. And again, you know, th they are one of the funds. They've I think they're on their third fund now, and they've raised increasing amounts. Uh, uh, each 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 fund, they're one of the funds that you know has proven out an impact investing thesis. Um, so, again, you know, leave aside Bono's kind of you know probably headline grabbing comment and and focus on what's going on here, which is there are these investment opportunities that can take increasing amounts of capital. But so, ironically, right, that's exactly the types of people that Bono was you know consciously or not dissing, um, and it does it, it does concern me that. You know, impact investing seems to be one of two things. It's either it is a private club, or it's going to the big firms, right? Why is there why is there effectively no middle class to impact investing? Why aren't we building an ecosystem of firms across the whole spectrum? Why does it have to be a TPG or mm -hmm. an Alavar? And notice again that like TPG has got Bono, they're rocking up at Skull, they're ticking all the same boxes. Right. So, so that, that's a, that's a question of how does how does uh, it's a different question about Elevar's investment thesis about going after the lower uh, lower and middle class globally, but more about how to as asset owners how do how does impact investing target the uh, middle class asset owners who will help them? Yeah, and uh, some of this the problem with this is some of this is a conversation about fees, right? And yeah. it's a conversation about the financial services industry and how much money does the financial services industry need right. to make? And so long as the financial services industry thinks that it needs to make a lot of money, then it's going to be dominated by the TPGs of this world at the cost of 
the average middle class investor. And that in and of itself is a problem. That's going to do it for this episode of Returns on Investment. Thank you, Imogen. Thank you. And thank you, David. Thanks to both of you. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. For more on the impact investing market, uh, you can subscribe to Impact Alpha's daily email newsletter at impactalpha.com. Find us on Twitter at Impact Alpha and email us with any questions or suggestions about the show, info at impactalpha.com. Special thanks, as always, to our technical producer, Isaac Silk. From New York, I'm Brian Walsh. On behalf of David Bank and Imogen Rose-Smith, thanks for listening to Returns on Investment. We look forward to speaking again with you soon.